Good morning, good evening, or good night. We are Alba Muñoz and Esther Blasco, and here it is the third episode of A Trip Down the History of English. And today we are going to talk about the third chapter called In This Year, The Politics of Language and the End of Old English, of the book Inventing English, A Portable History of the Language. Which author is Seth Letter? First of all, let's remember the previous episode, in which Celia and Ricardo told us about the second chapter of Inventing English, which is called From Beowulf and Gustav. to summarize the previous chapter, which is the chapter 2, called From Bubulf and Wolfstan. First, Bubulf is a heroic epic poem and is important the figure of Grendel, a monster which is the antagonist. Another important poems of all English were Daniel, the Wilder Fragments and Exodus. Wolfstan is the Archbishop of York and his most well-known work is the Sermon of the Wolf to the English, in Latin called the Sermon Lupi and Anglos. So now, let's do it. Let's start with chapter 3, called In This Year, The Politics of Language and the End of Old English. In the Norman Conquest, the Battle of Hastings took place on the 14th of October in 1066, in the 11th century between two great armies, the Norman French army, led by William the Conqueror, and the English army, led by Harold Godwinson. In this battle, Harold was killed, shot in the eye with an arrow according to the legend, and his forces were destroyed. So, the army led by William the Conqueror won and his coronation as the King of England was on the 25th of December in this same year. After the victory of William the Conqueror, Normans were the rulers of England, and they tried to impose their language and their customs. But in the Midlands and in the north of England, changes were not noticeable at all because there were not lots of French words in their vocabulary. This same happened with syntax and literature, which at first there was almost no change among the population. And now, let's move on to the Peterborough Abbey and the Peterborough Chronicle, which are one of the most relevant things on this chapter. Now let's move on to the Petersburg Abbey, which was found in 655. After the Norman conquest, it continued to be the most important abbey 
of Anglo-Norman England. The monks kept composing a, a chronicle of the English history. A chronicle is a chronicle record of important or historical events in the order of their occurrence. This chronicle that monks composed is called the Peterburg Chronicle, in which we can see the changing of English language. Apart from the consequences of the Norman conquest, Old English was changing itself at this time. And, reading the Peterborough Chronicle, we can see how it was changing without almost any influence at first of Norman French. First of all, gender was disappearing from nouns. And nowadays, as you all know, modern English have no grammatical gender. However, in Romance languages such as Spanish or German, nouns still have gender. Secondly, case system of nouns was simplifying. Case system of Old English included five cases, nominative, accusative, dative, genitive, and instrumental. Also, the difference between weak and strong adjectives, which depends on the case, was lost. Moreover, all dual forms of the verb disappeared. Furthermore, looking at the different spellings of the same word while reading the Peterborough Chronicle, we can see changes in pronunciation. And finally, the loss of endings. I am going to tell you now about an example of the loss of endings throughout the years in Old English. This example is from the entries of each year in the Peterborough Chronicle, and it means on this year, as the title of the chapter. In the first year, in 1083, it says on Pisum Jeare, and the UM and the E at the end of the words are gendered endings. But in 1117, the word Pisum now is written as Pison, so that the gendered ending is lost. Moreover, if you look at the entry on 1135, it is written as on peace jare, so there is a loss of adjectival ending. And finally, on 1154, it says on peace jare, so all endings are completely dropped away. The only word that has not changed over time has been the preposition on. The Domesday Book is a written inventory of land and holdings of England and it was completed in 1086 by order of William the Conqueror. Moreover, this book also illustrates the various mechanisms of land transfer. The objective of the Domesday Book for William was to have more information about the territory he had just conquered. Another objective was also to raise taxes to pay for his army, so William wanted to know the wealth of the population. We should also highlight the so many castles built by order of William the Conqueror. Castles were foreign to the Anglo-Saxons until William became the King of England. And after being coronated, one of the first things done by William was to build lots of castles around England. Some of them 
were marking the main intersections in the old British road system. The objective of building so many castles was for controlling his new domain. In total, there were more or less 700 castles, and the type of castles were moat and bailey ones. This name describes the most important aspects of castle design. The Owl and the Nightingale. This is an English poem from the 12th or 13th century. There isn't any information about its author, with octosyllabic lines with perfect rhymes. All words of four lines come directly from all English. It's about two birds which debate the relative merits in ways that reflect the poet's sensitive awareness of the natural world. So, what I have realized in this chapter is the influence that a king can have in a country and can change it in every sense. I totally agree with you. After William the Conqueror became the king of England, the language, for example, changed a lot. Yes, and one thing that I have seen that is very striking is the loss of endings, which has completely disappeared from Old English to Modern English in a short time. Of course, I would say that it's very clear that Modern English is a result of the Norman conquest. I absolutely see your point, and talking about it, I have found also a web page called Old English Translator. Oh yes, I have heard about it. In my opinion, it is very interesting. It translates every word from Old English to Modern English. We recommend to all of you, to all our listeners, to have a look at this webpage. It is very, very interesting. It will not disappoint you. Good morning, good evening, or good night. Thank you very much for listening to us and for your attention. In next chapters, we will see how English changed throughout time.